0: You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court a law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to The China Shop. I am your host, Kyle, and joining me for this special update is the lovely Sue Mackie, formerly known as Pullen. But before we uh, dive into today's news, I just take a quick moment to say thank you to our sponsors and friends over at Manscaped, Trade Pro Academy, and Orderflow Labs. Manscaped is the best in men's blow-the-waist grooming with precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and with a new and improved 2.0 version of the Weed Whacker now available. It's the perfect time to take advantage of our exclusive offer of 20% off and free worldwide shipping <sighs> using promo code 2BOWLS at manscaped.com. <laughs> As always, that's the number two ran out of breath in the middle of that one. Uh, when it comes to institutional quality trading education, look no further than tradeproacademy.com. Our free Discord server, you'll find instructions to take advantage of our discount with them as well. And for all you degenerates who enjoy trading futures, you'll definitely want to look into the custom tools and studies over at orderflowlabs.com. And of course, if anyone is looking at a loan or a refi for some reason, uh, you can shoot Sue a, an email at spullen@fairwaymc.com. at fairwaymc.com. I know the, the Rates probably aren't exactly conducive to big business uh, uh, these days, right Sue
1: that's correct, but they are coming down they are coming down hey i uh,
0: yeah i'm gonna have to uh, uh ask you how those are intertwined because for some reason it seems like mortgage rates will come down when interest rates are going up uh, it doesn't like I, I would have thought they'd been closer to like a, a the correlation would have been a lot closer
1: well, it really depends on what your Talking about people think when the feds raise their federal fund rate that yeah. interest rates go up. But that federal fund rate is really just the rate that banks charge each other to borrow to borrow money overnight. It's really uh, not the interest rate on mortgages.
0: Oh, oh but it's more like a benchline or a benchmark then?
1: It's really used for banks. What banks pay each other to borrow mm-hmm. their their money. But the interest rates, the mortgages are based off of mortgage-backed security, mortgage-backed securities, and it's based off of the ten-year treasury. It kind of follows with that, Hmm. and the ten-year. But but Friday was kind of a crazy day. We had a, a really good jobs number. Well, it was a soft jobs number. So so really, when the when the economy is doing not so good, interest rates get better. When the economy is doing really well. Uh, interest rates actually go up when inflation is going up, interest rates are going up. Mm -hmm. But when the, when the, you know, when we're getting ready for a recession, when, you know, when unemployment is, is starting to creep back up again, uh, then you're going to find that interest rates are actually going to get better, especially if the feds leave it alone. But (laughs) yeah, Therein lies part of the problem is, do the feds leave it alone? They don't know how to leave it alone. And you know, I was asking you, Kyle, I don't understand the, the feds. I, what I don't understand is you would think they would know more about what they're talking about. And it just seems <laughs> like they are taking information and using it the way they want to interpret it. And it's not, it's not always accurate. Look at the jobs report. Look at the jobs report that came out yeah. last month. I mean, how wrong was that? Right. When it showed a, a positive, but yet there were really like two two point five million job losses when you don't take into account well, when you don't take into account the seasonal adjustment.
0: Right. Right. That's right. That was the the major revision they did, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but they didn't even. They don't talk about that. They just throw these numbers out there to, to just to fit their rhetoric. And it's to me, I just wonder: Are they even? And yeah, they know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. But do they really? Do they really?
0: I think they do. I think the problem is that it's just such a blunt instrument to try to control inflation. Um But then uh, why it, are it, they
1: always why are they always doing it too late? Uh, Powell again said they're going to keep going. Okay, yeah. keep going. Why? <laughs> why? Why slow down a little bit because they're going to overdo it like they always do. And then we're going to go too far one way. And then they've got to correct it and go the other way. And then they go too far that way. I mean, part
0: of the, the, I think part of the reasoning is because this is, who was I talking to? I think it was Robert. Robert made a good point. Like they need to have something to be able to cut. So you go aggressive really quickly. So that way you can, you can still have some room to cut it later down the line. Really? Yeah, <laughs> it's it, <laughs> okay. the more I learn about it, the more I watch it. It seems like it's more about just the optics of doing something more than it is about actually doing anything productive.
1: Yeah. Well, I just I just don't understand. I don't understand how they think. And sometimes it, I think they don't think, you know, I look at I look at the, the they love. What is it that they love the PCI index? Mm, yeah, yeah. I love uh, that number. Yep but the core I mean, too the, yes but how accurate is that really i mean the numbers that they're using with the um, with the housing the housing mm-hmm. numbers in there it's like a year old it's mm-hmm. data from a year ago huh that is so wrong that it makes the numbers today so wrong
0: okay. so one we- number
1: i want you to put on your i want you to put on your calendar is when the pci comes out in may I don't know what data. PCI and May, okay. The CPI and the the PCI. When those numbers come out, they're finally going to replace some housing numbers from a year ago. That's going to make a major effect, we think,
0: on on
1: inflation.
0: Oh, that's what you were talking about.
1: That's what I'm talking about.
0: Okay. But why don't
1: they look at that? But why are we using numbers from a year ago? Why is the leg so high?
0: I don't know. It doesn't make sense either, especially when you're talking about the effects of what they're doing now are only being felt right. know, 12 months later. Like the first now rate hikes were 12 months ago, and they're just right. now seeing right. the impact.
1: And why is nobody talking about it? Why does Susie Orman not talk about it? And why do you know these people on on the news or on whatever you want? I, I don't even watch them because it just makes me sick to my no, stomach.
0: No, me neither.
1: But But nobody talks about it.
0: Well, who else, if you criticize the one person who's trying to look like he's fixing the problem, then yeah. if they take it away from him, then who else is going to do it? Nobody else well, wants to to touch this. It's a I lot know. better to be able to blame yeah. Powell for everything that's going on than it is to be like, hey, I could do a better job.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, you've got to just follow <laughs> the right people. Just follow mm-hmm. the ones that, you know, that, that tend to get it right more often than not. Who do you like? I listen to Barry Habib.
0: Barry Habib.
1: He's with NBS Highway, Barry Habib, and he's on he's on um, Fox News and that kind of stuff or whatever those shows are. Like I said, I don't watch them, but he's really big in the lending side of things and and really breaks it down so people can understand and 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 explains why these reports are wrong. Where like the jobs report that just came out, mm-hmm. I mean, he he nails it, and he's been actually right. They got some Crystal Award for. Predicting what rates are going to do—that I think he won four out of the last five years. I mean, the guy <laughs> is really—and he knows Japanese candlesticks. He follows the market on the MBS, on the MBS um, uh, mortgage-backed securities, like you do with the stock mm-hmm. market.
0: Oh, okay. Technical analysis yeah. and all He's that.
1: A te- yes, he does the technical analysis. So he knows when it's overbought. He knows what these morning star patterns are, and you know all this stuff, and can say float or don't float. You know, float or lock, and and what. You know, of course you're never, you're never exact, but, but that's the one thing I find history repeats itself.
0: What's the, that saying is history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. (laughs) (laughs) I always like that one.
1: That is a good one. (laughs) Yep. Data's there. So you just got to look at it and know how to interpret it.
0: Right. Very happy. I'll put a link to his stuff in the uh, the episode description if anybody else wants to check him out.
1: Yeah, MBS Highway is the is his main is the one that I listen to. Yep.
0: MBS Highway.
1: Yep, mortgage backed security.
0: Okay. Yep. Uh, let me yep. Write that down real quick.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, kind of got a little ahead of ourselves. Uh, <laughs> I was wanting to <laughs> give you a moment to update the listeners on what's been going on with you because last they had heard is that you were no longer taking loans or or sponsoring the show.
1: Well, I am still, sponsor, doing loans. Yeah, I'm still doing loans. I'm licensed in 33 states. In fact, we better throw out there my NMLS number, 206048. And oh, my, You remembered. Um, <laughs> yep, and my company <laughs> ID number, Fairway, is 2289. Um, yes. So we've got that in there. But I still do loans. But, you know, Kyle, I hit 60 this last year. And I don't think I ever want to do a 2020 and 2021 year again. Oh really? I don't don't want to work like that. I mean, I did eighty million, and that's not a lot compared to some people. It's a lot Mm -hmm. compared to others, but it's like four times what I normal, or three times what I usually do. And I, I just, I, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to work that much. Right. I want to. (laughs) I want to play harder, work smarter, and play harder.
0: Right. (laughs) But I still have
1: thirty three licenses, so I'm still doing my. I'm still doing loans. Um, there's, there's uh, finally, we have a really good HELOC program out there that you can actually go online, get an offer within five days, close it on a mm-hmm. line of credit that it's just unbelievable that it's finally something out there that actually is a really good product. Um, and it's in most states. There's a couple of states that's not in. But things are slowly getting better and um, products are opening up and we're seeing, you know, we're seeing margins getting better and I mean we talked about reverses a little bit reverses it's still a great time it's mm-hmm. still a, it's still a really good time to buy a house yeah the rates are high but but what I tell people Kyle is you're gonna you're, you're gonna marry the house not the mortgage
0: right yeah you're
1: not gonna keep that mortgage so put a temporary buy down put a two-one buy down on there for the first two years and refinance it really and truly how long how long are these rates going to stay up like this I mean, seriously, I can't imagine because the market's going to slip and we're going to see that we're going to see um, inflation come down. Rates are going to change and refinance. So, so what? But even still 7%, is that bad?
0: Well, it depends yeah. on, depends on, <laughs> it depends on how old you are. I guess, Right. If you're <laughs> old enough to remember the eighties. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's exactly right. But if you only remember the 2% range, yeah, right. then it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think,
0: well, that's that's such an interesting point because I think people have forgotten like what rates used to be. Like 5% was like the norm or even low, you know, back in the, the early 2000s. Yeah. Like the first house that I bought after getting out of the military, I think it was five and a quarter and that was a good rate.
1: I remember, I remember refinancing when I first got into the lending business, I refinanced our house um, to a 15 year at 5%. And Mm -hmm. I remember saying, it is never going to get below 5%. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I refinanced that thing seven times. (laughs) It kept getting better. (laughs) right? You know, and that's another thing. People wonder, so at what point do you refinance? Yeah. Do you refinance? It used to be you got to drop 1.2%, whatever it was. No, none of that matters anymore. If you can drop even a half a percent and it makes a big difference, but you're not adding to the mortgage, let's say you're you're rolling in the closing costs and that mm-hmm. makes the more sense to do it because it's not costing you anything. Rolling your closing costs. Who cares if you refinance that thing three times in a year?
0: <laughs> right. As long as the payment continues to go down.
1: Right. And if it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. So why not?
0: That's a good point. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing with fairway now then
1: so i i got rid of my branch i closed out my branch and i um went to the corporate loan team so i'm on the i'm in a corporate branch um, where i do employee loans but i had been doing those anyway but then i do my own production as well so like i said mm-hmm. i'm still doing loans but mm-hmm. i do help out with uh with other things as well such as Um, Well, right now we've got a, we've got an annual, our annual meeting is coming up and I get, I get to um, reach out to all of our vendors and ask them to, um, to give us money to sponsor the event. (laughs) I'm really pretty good at getting money. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you, you know, I always did it for Little League and I did it for, for kids, uh, soccer and, Mm -hmm. and all their different events that they did growing up.
0: Yeah. I could see you being pretty relentless with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not a nice way to put it. <laughs>
0: hey, it's goal oriented.
1: Let me tell you, let me tell you a quick story. Hey, I got to tell you this story. So when when my oldest daughter was in was old enough for the travel team of soccer. And mm-hmm. keep in mind I knew nothing about soccer. I grew up in upper Michigan. We don't we didn't play soccer. They had hockey and they had baseball and they had basketball but soccer was never anything we did so I didn't know I didn't know what was good or what was not well they right. asked her they asked her to be on the travel team and I laughed and I said seriously why don't you guys just tell me you want me to be on, her on the team because you want me to be your fundraiser hmm? just admit it because she's no good <laughs> she has never ever scored a goal ever
0: <laughs> did she play defense
1: she played goalie Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's how little I knew. I did not know goalies don't score. They're not allowed on the other side of the field. (laughs) So it turned out she was really good. She really was good. But I didn't know that. She never scored. Heck.
0: (laughs) Did the other team score when she was in?
1: Hardly. She was really really good. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs)
0: It's just like hockey without the skates.
1: Sticks, uh, yeah. but I can't. And, problem with hockey is I can't see the puck. Oh, I can't um, see it, so I just watch and wait for them to start fighting each other because that's what I like about hockey.
0: <laughs> when you watch hockey, you don't watch the puck; you watch the players. Ah. You, you see the puck, or you have awareness of the puck based on the players' body language. You can tell who has it based on the way they're skating and the way they. Um, well, why didn't you tell over. me that
1: like years ago?
0: Because well, you never asked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was always Hard. waiting for the fight to happen
0: yeah, yeah yeah too bad there's been less of that lately
1: yeah that's yeah. the part of hockey you go for yes right like slapshot <laughs> yep. yes my favorite movie <laughs> oh, uh,
0: i wanted to ask you while i had you on here then um since you're you're in the the field then what do you see with I mean, you mentioned this still being a good time to buy houses. Like, why yeah. do you still think that? You don't think that the okay, interest rates so- going up is going to cause the no. a correction in the housing market?
1: So I don't think there's going to be a correction like everybody's thinking, like happened back in 2008 during the meltdown. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, that's a crash.
0: That's not a correction. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Will things correct a little bit? Possibly. But think about it this way. If you were to buy now... You take advantage of the fact that interest rates are higher. There's very few houses on the market, which means it's a seller's market. But Mm -hmm. because the interest rates are higher, buyers are afraid to get in there. So you have the ability to negotiate with your seller, maybe for closing costs, maybe for them to buy that 2-1 buy down for you, maybe to get a little bit of a discount on what the price is, Mm -hmm. okay? If you wait until rates start coming down, And we're still in a housing, there's still not a lot of houses out there for sale, which there isn't. We still have a shortage. Now you're in a true seller's market where the seller is just going to take the best offer and they're not going to offer you anything. You're going to be fighting over it. You're going to now be in multiple offer situation where hopefully it's not like it was where you had 70, sometimes 70 offers on one house. Oh my God. No, That's why in the Phoenix area, prices went up so high because mm-hmm. there's not, there wasn't enough, there wasn't enough houses on the market and we're still in that situation. There's less now than there was a few months ago. Really? But because rates are higher, less buyers are, are in there. So get in there now and buy it as rates come down, refinance.
0: It just depends on if you need it or not, right?
1: Because what's your, your option is to rent. And how right. much is rent
0: going up? Rent <laughs> Rent's been way worse.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. And that's starting to soften a little bit too. Those numbers are softening, but are they gonna they're still going up? And and even houses are still projected to increase in value, they're still increasing.
0: Last I saw it was a 20% drop, is what the some of the predictions I was seeing floated around there. So you're not seeing anything like that.
1: No, no, and I think it's gonna really depend on where, what area mm-hmm. you're talking about. So I think you might see some correction in some areas, but again, it's going to depend on how much is out there.
0: How do you track that? Like, how can you see the, uh, the inventories?
1: I only care about the inventories that I'm in and yeah. I just go into the MLS or I ask one of my realtors <laughs> how much is what's out there, but, <laughs> if, you, but you if you listen, but if you listen to Barry Habib, he's going to tell you how many, I think there's like, uh, I think there was like one point Maybe 1.4 million houses on the market, but 600,000 of those were under contract. So in the country, there was only like, there was less than a million houses on the market. Really? Yeah, it was pretty, pretty low.
0: How did we get so short?
1: How? Hmm. People aren't selling because if you sell, you got to buy. Right. And they're afraid to buy because of the rates.
0: Yeah, but houses don't get torn down very often, do they?
1: They don't. There are some that do, but. Yeah, and and the other problem is is that your builders aren't really building a lot.
0: Uh, I, I do remember when lumber was skyrocketing. I think that was fueling yeah. some of the, the the price surges that were going on uh, a year or two ago. But that's come down significantly.
1: Yeah, but the problem with builders still is they haven't caught up. They're still it takes forever to get a house built in a lot of a lot of places. They might tell you they're going to be done in February. Well, in August you're still waiting.
0: S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Well, let me ask you this. Though. I thought some of the housing shortage started when people were leaving the big cities back when COVID was hitting. Are we, like, what are the inventory situations in like those big cities like New York, L.A.?
1: It would be a complete guess. I just know in the country they were we are in we don't have there, there's not a lot mm-hmm. for sale in different markets in the markets but but again think about it though if you're gonna sell your house where are you gonna live? You gotta move right. to somewhere.
0: Yeah so unless yeah. you
1: have to move because you're relocating. But I still yesterday, yesterday I, I qualified, I pre-qualified nine people. Hmm. So I had nine new applications come in.
0: So people are still looking. So
1: people are, yeah. Yeah, hmm. they are.
0: Interesting. Just scared is what it sounds like.
1: I think that's more of what it is than anything. It's scared. And the media does nothing to help alleviate that. I think their purpose (laughs) is to scare people. Yeah. But what do they get out of it? I don't know.
0: (laughs) The media? (laughs) Yeah. Views, clicks. Yeah, sure. yeah, it's the same yeah. reason why I put silly headlines on these episode titles. <laughs> <laughs> the housing yeah. information you need to know. Yes, well, all right. I've also so noticed, what...
1: Kyle. Wait a minute, though. Oh, Kyle, yeah. I've, also, I've also noticed that gas is going up. Yes, here in the Phoenix area, gas prices are going up.
0: Yeah, so that
1: uh... means what inflation is still going up? Well, I'm or is it really?
0: I haven't really been paying too much attention to that other than I've been seeing some large builds and inventories on uh crude and and um, gas on the the oil reports but um, so I
1: wonder. but I'm, well, I'm telling you that March or that may date i'm I'm really excited to see what how how that changes things
0: yeah that's gonna be super interesting um I guess I didn't realize that the housing numbers were that delayed,
1: yeah. A it doesn't year.
0: you're right that doesn't make sense but they got to have some other thing they're looking at right
1: well there's other things that go into the mix of it but in the in these reports it's like it's like a high percentage like 40% mm-hmm. i think Barry said like 40% is is the housing part of thing is the housing part of it it's it's huh. unbelievable really and then and then using numbers that are so old
0: right right yep all right what else should we discuss here? <sighs> Have you been paying any attention to the uh, Silicon Valley Bank uh, disaster?
1: I did see that. It was just one bank, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how. I, I don't. I, I stay away from the news. I just rely on hearing it from places like you. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> get a good overview of what's right. going on in the news from you. Right. <laughs> but I really do. But I did see that. I did see that headline. That that was very interesting. So it was I
0: really interesting because there's two things that are really interesting about it. First of all was the actual events that caused the bank to collapse because the bank's finances actually weren't all that bad. They just had a little bit of a shortfall. They needed to do a round of uh, fundraising to get their balance sheet short up. But then all the, they're basically catered to venture capitalists. Right. And all these venture capitalists told all of them, yeah, they started using their tech apps to tell all their friends to get their money out now before there's a run on the bank and basically cause a run on the bank.
1: Uh, <laughs> wow. And they, is, and they went under.
0: This is the second largest bank to, to go under since 2008.
1: Who was the first?
0: I don't remember. They didn't say that. They just said it was yeah. the second largest bank collapse since 2008. Wow, but the other thing that was kind of interesting to me was that the people are speculating that this crisis is actually going to cause the Fed to start slashing rates soon, because they're blaming everything on the shortfall because of that the the wow. high interest rates causing them to not be able to get you know the kind of returns they had been getting before. Right, money's getting you know tighter for everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Uh, yeah, Larry McDonald, he, uh, he told CNBC on Friday, he's expecting a hundred basis points of easing by December.
1: Oh, well, that's the end of the, that makes sense because, because in reality, um, once the, once inflation cools, which it's going to, that's what the project, the projection is that we're going to be in the fives for interest rates by mm-hmm. the end of the year, but like after summer to the end of the year. And then in the fours, the next year, the next couple well, of years,
0: we're, that's still up from where we're at now, isn't it? What's the federal funds well, right now?
1: Well, I'm not talking about federal funds rate. I'm talking about mortgage rate.
0: Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's you know that was something else that um I was talking to somebody in the mortgage in- industry. He was saying that they the mortgage side has been having trouble like with the secondary market. They can't sell yeah. any of their loans because nobody's buying them now.
1: Well, they can sell them, but they're not getting much money for them.
0: There's no premium for they're, it. Yeah, no. Yes,
1: the premium is what's been cut like a lot. And that's why you're seeing and you're seeing um, a lot of losses this, this from last year. Companies uh, that went public. I mean, I think I read that Loan Depot lost like six hundred and something million last year. Interesting. That's a lot of money. But it's yeah. because they're not making they're not making as much per loan anymore. So what they're doing is they're lowering loan officers. It has to go all the way down to loan officers reducing commission. And how much mm. they, um, because there's not as much money from each loan.
0: All the margins are going away.
1: I, I think that's something that the, that the feds actually wanted to change, is mm-hmm. how much money is made. You know, which finds me, you know, it, it really is interesting how our wonderful government wants to dictate how much one sector can earn, but not others.
0: You're right. What about... Yeah. You what know, about the what realtors? About
1: movie stars. What about um, football players and basketball players and baseball players? Why not? Right. Why not cap everybody? If you're gonna, if that's what we're gonna do, let's cap them all.
0: <laughs> I think they're working towards that with the uh, Biden's tax plan, aren't they?
1: <laughs> I didn't look at that either. Yeah, I'm, I, I, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> I just know he wants to raise capital gains taxes, and I'm not a fan of that.
1: Well, no. I'm not right. I'm not a fan of however I do think though that something has to change. Our tax code is ridiculous. But that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know what? They're yeah. never gonna change that kind of stuff because look how many people are gonna be out of jobs.
0: I know. How many people is the IRS employee?
1: But but Kyle, didn't they say they were hiring like eighty thousand people? But they didn't that didn't pass. Oh really? I don't think I read somewhere that I don't think it actually passed.
0: They're picking. They were supposed to be hiring more people to be able to do more audits.
1: Audits, but I don't think it passed the final whatever. So I'm oh. not sure that it's that it's happening, which is good because who wants to be audited? Although I was audited twice, and it was really fun.
0: <laughs> is that is that a serious comment or?
1: <laughs> no, I, it was. I I really enjoyed that kind of thing. It was, and when I was audited, um, I had some casino winnings, and I had. This was after the meltdown stuff. And and it was a gal from the IRS who had never done, she had never done what I had to prove. And she said that I owed them like 20000 or 30000 or whatever it was without looking at any documentation. So I gathered my documents and I'm telling you, I gave her documents that were at least two feet tall. <laughs> nine <laughs> months later, six, seven, eight, nine months later, she gave me the stuff back and said, okay, you're fine. It's done. She didn't do anything.
0: All right. She even read it.
1: I don't know. I think I overwhelmed her. <laughs> That's smart.
0: That's pretty difficult to do to somebody who uh, works for the IRS.
1: I know. She was new at auditing, and she wanted to try this. Ah,
0: uh, gotcha. She to try
1: mine. She picked the wrong person.
0: <laughs> uh, I did check. The IRS is not hiring those eighty-seven thousand new agents. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something wasn't didn't pass. Whatever. Yeah. Which is good because do we really want to be audited? No,
0: (laughs) no, no. I thought a lot of that too is based on the crypto.
1: Oh, that could be. And, and the, um, and that silly $600. If you make $600 in, in like Venmo and cash app, you gotta, you gotta report it. Oh God. Can you imagine? Yeah. Six hundred dollars a year. I think they raised it up to fifteen hundred a year. <laughs> Who writes these laws? I, I don't tell you, so dumb. <laughs> Although I don't even think that made it into anything. Right. <sighs> we just need to. We just need a woman in there to just totally overhaul our government.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as they <laughs> pick somebody good for the job, like I wouldn't mind seeing. Like, ah, oh, we don't talk politics
1: here. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) but we definitely need changes you know i was thinking how long can the united states stay in power if you think about Hmm. it countries or regions or like roman government how long were they in power 500 years the ottoman Uh, empire you know how long were
0: you talking about the peak or like the length of the empire how long
1: were they in power were they in power 200 300 years they I mean, were. Um, well, hit, we are over 200 years. How much longer is the United States really going to be a, a superpower?
0: Well, hang on. Rome um, depends on how you define the fall of the empire. It split into two empires. And the second one continued until it basically got uh, taken over by the Ottomans
1: right. in like
0: the 1500s.
1: Right. And how long was the Ottoman um, Empire?
0: Probably 400 years to 500 See, think years.
1: Think about it. Four or 500 years. I mean, yeah. we're more than halfway there. And some of them are only in power for a couple hundred years. Right. Yeah. What's I, gonna, how, uh, but how do we lose that? How does How does the United States become no longer a superpower? The dollar gets devalued. You know, the dollar, they change currency maybe, you know? The
0: one thing the U.S. has going for it right now is just the access to two different oceans. Uh, so having ports and access to trade with Asia and Europe at the same time puts us basically in the perfect position to be an economic superpower. Ah, so okay. until somebody else on this continent or South America, I think starts to challenge that, I, I think we're probably going to be safe for a while, or at least in the conversation, if not the de facto leader.
1: I was reading, I was reading, or I watched something on like um, on Africa and why does Africa, I mean, they are very similar to Europe. Mm-hmm. Um and why did they never become wealthy like Europe did? And, um, and it's really because of their ports. They don't have, they have a lot of cliffs and a lot of, of sharp, you know, they don't have the ports like, like the other countries do.
0: It's the They're naval making, trade that right? really yeah. sets you, yeah. Yep. Access to trade.
1: Didn't think about that. I I you don't know. think about that kind of stuff anyway. I don't. It's
0: fascinating to me. I love it, reading about that stuff. It
1: actually is. It really is. I never thought I would ever say I like history. But I actually (laughs) like reading about history (laughs) as I get older.
0: (laughs) Right. It's because you're seeing the value in it.
1: Yep, I do.
0: All right, Sue. Well, thanks for jumping in and updating us. I think a lot of the listeners have been wondering how you've been doing. Uh, Is there anything you want to leave them with?
1: Nope. If you're just interested, how about if you're interested in really knowing what the market is doing for your own situation, give me a holler. All
0: right. And that's spullen at fairwaymc.com. That'll work. Do we need to say the MLS numbers again, just in case?
1: Yes. My NMLS (laughs) number is two o six o four eight, and the company ID with Fairway Independent Mortgage, 2289. Thanks,
0: Kyle. All right, folks. That is going to bring us to the end of today's episode. I'd like to say thank you to everyone who stuck around to the end, and to Sue for taking the time out of her busy, busy schedule to join us. If you are looking for a loan, I'm sure we can convince Sue to take on some extra business, but only for the valued listeners. Don't tell your friends or tell them. (laughs) Just make them listen first. We'll be back in your ears soon with another exciting episode. But until then, hike that five-star rating like it's FOMC week and take care.
1: Uh, See ya. Thanks for having me on, Kyle. All
0: right. Thank you, Sue.